everybody. Welcome to episode 178 of the Bite Me podcast, a podcast that is about video games and those who love them. I think that's right, right? Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm Cliff Johnson. Today I am joined by Colby Johnson, who Woo! happens to be my brother, oddly. Say hey. Yay! <laughs> and <Woo>. Dylan Hubbard. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Woo. Who's like your brother from another mother? Brother from another? He's seven feet taller than I am and weighs a third of what I do. So the Gen X really, really favored Dylan's side, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. It's all right. You it's know, all right. We can't all be this pretty. No, absolutely not. You can grow a glorious beard. You've got hair like Thor. I Do you have weird diseases very too? Long. It's getting very long. What did you say, Cole? Do you have weird diseases in your family too? No, mm. not oh, that I know of, really. We seem to be pretty clean. My family's full of disease and, oh, well, whatever. Anyway, today we're going to talk about uh, the video games we're playing, and we're also going to talk about some video game news, which I I, I want to read this, this title. I'm so proud of this. Are you ready? Yeah. Cooking Mama, more like cooking drama. That's actually going to be the name of this podcast. I'm very excited about it. Save the it. cooking mama for your cooking drama llama. Yeah. Uh, surprise, new XCOM. We've got Checks Quest coming, Dylan. Checks Quest. Are you excited? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I can finally set up my Nintendo controller, like my Xbox controller. No more of that weird B and A being in the wrong place. Uh, E3 is now officially canceled. Uh, Valorant, you guys remember that? That's the CSGO alike that is from Riot. You can actually get uh, beta keys from now just by watching folks on Twitch. Plus, uh, they have a really, really intrusive anti-cheat system that I'm sure people are going to love. Uh, ESRB is now adding loot box warnings to video game ratings. And if you have a fancy video card, Colby does not have a fancy video card. Dylan, do you have a fancy video card that supports ray tracing? No. Me either. My my son is the only person I know that will be able to play this this game featuring ray tracing. That game is Minecraft. Anyway, uh, we got questions from Vinny. We got a question from Island Bear. I don't. What do you put? Out, it, I don't even think there are bears on islands. Are there bears on islands? Panda bears. Panda bears. Good point. Wait, Wait those are in China. Those are in China. China is not an island. Koala I'm bears. Now I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Koala bears. They're not really bears, but close enough. Uh, we got a question from Island Bear, Mr. Polite, Princess Megan, Polly Nerdic, and Man Socks. We got cheap free games from Stadia, Humble Bundle, Epic Game Store, all sorts of free stuff. But first, we are going to talk about what we have been playing. Dylan, are you and maybe crossing an island? Crossing. Anything yeah, new and exciting far. happened? Um, did I did I sell my, my turnips? Last week, had I already yeah, done that? Maybe, I don't remember. maybe. Basically, I sold turnips and I made cash. Paid off my. No, mortgage. you made bells. I made I made cash bells. Cash bells. Um, you paid off your mortgage. Yeah, so I got my second story now. So I have more mortgage. Now my mortgage is over a million bells. But don't worry, I invested in more turnips. And I got a better price this time. So I bought 4,000 turnips at a much better price than I did last time. So I am expecting much bigger return this time around. Stock market is wild. This is the weirdest game I can even possibly imagine. Like, there's no part of me that can imagine a weirder game than Animal Crossing. And that's not because the game itself is weird. It's just because, like, the the discourse around it is so strange. <laughs> um, 
I I say probably most players of the Animal Crossing right now are rejoicing because the um, bunny event is no over. No more eggs. So no more eggs because you would try to fish for fish as you do when you fish and you would catch eggs. Ugh. Um, and they would invade other things like you chop a tree and you get a wood egg, which was fine. I mean, it was only the week or whatever, um, two weeks. Um so I got all the Easter stuff, got the Easter swag, and then the fishing tournament was also on Saturday. What do you do with eggs? You turn them Build into stuff? seasonal items. Oh, like, so there is you stuff want... you can do with them. Yeah, but once you do those 17 things, oh, then you just have eggs. But I guess the eggs did sell for more than your native fruit on your island. So in theory, if you harvested a bunch of eggs, you're making more than... For me, cherries. Sure, that's fair. For cherries, so that is fair. Um, it was fun. It, it, it was a fun little event. So nice. I I look forward to more of those kinds of events, but maybe not exactly like that. Like I thought, <laughs> to me, the uh, just the springtime event was probably a little bit more interesting, and in the fact that it was like spring, so the cherry blossom trees were. So you could actually catch the cherry petals and turn those into things. So I have a cool like cherry blossom bonsai tree. Nice. So like that was kind of cool because no one's actually going to put a tacky Easter bunny vanity in their bedroom. They no, might have a creepy not. Easter room. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. So I think so, there's. You don't, so you don't have a yeah. creepy Easter vanity in your bedroom? No, I do not. What about in real life? Was it a deal? <laughs> of course it was, Dylan. It was, I mean, it goes one way or the other. Either that creepy vanity in real life is really expensive because it's very ornate and creepy, or it's super cheap. So yeah, I love a good way. deal. So you would put an, a creepy Easter vanity in your bedroom in real life if it was cheap. I might, but I don't think I'm going to get away with that. Yeah, it's fair. I'm not the only person that absolutely fair. There. You know, I didn't think about that when I was, you know, putting up a bunch of Star Wars figures. But you got to shoot that shot. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That is true. Colby's house is um, decorated in ways that, like, I took when we we haven't been out there for almost two years, but we went out there, and, and I think Brooke kind of looked around and was like, like. Amy, are are you okay? Is everything all right? And she's like, yeah, I just, you know, I let Colby decorate. And we're like, she's like, I don't care. I'm like, blink twice if he's holding you hostage. And she did not. So it's funny. Good on you, I man. I need more shelves to display my board games and things. So yeah. That's yeah, my decorations. Man. Storage is, you can, it doesn't matter how big your house is. You never have nope. enough storage. Absolutely not. Nope. Uh, Cole, you want to talk about what you've been playing? Tales of Vesperia. What game is that? Like, I, I mean, I obviously am f I know the name, but I can't place it. It's one of the many Tales of games, which is a Japanese like Symphonia RPG. and Symphonia, um, Vesperia, or no, Bizarria. I don't know. There's a bunch. I've only only played the Vesperia and uh, Symphonia. Is Vesperia like a current-gen game? So it is a 360 game that they released a definitive edition of. Sure. Um, so it's like an HD remaster Interesting. of a game that probably already looked fine because it's one of those like colorful anime games. 
Sure. They actually, I always think it's really weird when they remaster games that really don't need it. Like I was, I was reading today that they're talking about releasing a um, probably a next gen version of Observer, the like kind of sci-fi horror game from Team Blooper, um, the folks that made Layer of Fear. It's supposed to be very good, um, but it only came out in 2017, so like <laughs> it probably looks fine. Um, companies tend to like money. And if they can sell you something you already bought, but in a shinier package, and make that money, they'll they do will. it. So I didn't. I just didn't know if you knew that companies like money. I watched uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot last night, which, if you are a fan of Kevin Smith, is absolutely hilarious. But if you, what if, if you're you, not, you will not like it at all no. because it is literally <laughs> like it is. It is the most like just. Kevin Smith all up in his business movie that he's ever made it there's tons of callbacks there's I mean like tons of callbacks is there any callbacks to Tusk yes oh, cool. um <laughs> like a couple um there are a ton of characters that are just like even even when they don't necessarily mention a character specifically there are um like that actor will play a different character in this movie. Is Alec Baldwin in it playing Leonardo? Leonardo? No, sadly enough, he is not. Um, but like, but there's also a ton of just like fourth wall breaking straight at the camera narrative. So like you really have to be into Kevin Smith movies, but he does an entire monologue on like him and uh, so uh, Jay and Silent Bob and Banksy, which is um, the, the art no, oh no, that's his name though, isn't it? From Mallrats, um, isn't it Banky? Banky, maybe. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Um, who's who does that? Who's that actor? Jason though? Lee. Jason Lee. Um, do a whole like monologue on the difference between a a reboot and a remake, and why you might want to make one of those, and it's hilarious. So, yeah, I understand what Tales of Asperia. Aren't you glad is. I told you about that oh, movie on it's Prime? F- it's free on Prime, and like I said, if you like Kevin Smith. It is a thousand percent worth watching. Although it might, it might be worth watching his entire catalog first because it'll probably just make the jokes funnier. So, that's my suggestion. Uh, anything to say about Tales of Asperia? It's a JRPG that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. When I first played it, I put like seventy-five hours into it. I think. Jesus. So this is yeah. your second playthrough of this game? Uh-huh. Yeah, I beat it on three sixty. I okay. owned it on three sixty. Um. And. I remember, like, the first time I played it going, I don't know, I did the same thing with Oblivion, where the first, like, ten hours, I was like, mm, this is okay, but, you know, I'm not sure I want to continue with that. And then just, like, getting hooked after that. Sure. Um, And it's very good, but I don't know if it's quite hooked me yet. Um, But I don't really have anything else I really want to play, so sure. I'm going to continue doing it. Kid seems like watching it, so... Um, it's better than Yakuza, which I kind of <laughs> stopped playing. I, so. I've been in kind of the same place where, like, I mean, obviously there are a million video games I could be playing. Um, and, and what I've kind of settled on is playing Final Fantasy 15, which is, it, I, as I play it, I'm like, I don't know if this game's <laughs> good or not. I'm not sure if I'm enjoying this game or not, but it's like kind of comfortable if that makes sense like i don't have to think a lot the combat's not hard at all really yeah i've got tales of Vesperia on easy yeah and oh my goodness is it easy yeah (laughs) like Like, i'm not being challenged at all but i like get in there and go like yeah this is a good way to blow 
a half hour or five hours. Like it just doesn't matter. Um, but I, I would like to say two things about Final Fantasy 15 that have me a bit confused. And one is I don't understand how money works in Final Fantasy 15 land, right? So your monetary system is GIL, G-I-L. And I'm going to tell you a couple things about what they cost and, and what I can earn for them. And, and we'll discuss how this doesn't make sense, right? So to fast travel, like if, if you want to fast travel somewhere else, it costs you 10 gil. So you can only fast travel to places you've been and it costs you 10 gil every time you do it. Um, staying at like a nice hotel is like if you stay at a like you can stay at um like campers like they have just like these weird like caravans all over it's the place very blue. exactly <laughs> for me ma uh it's like 150 bucks for that or 150 gil and a nice hotel is 300 gil now if you go to a restaurant you might pay 5000 gil for like <laughs> dinner um but that dinner will give you all sorts of perks for the next 24 hours but that's like five grand. But then, like, I keep doing these quests for a dude who looks exactly like Hurley from Lost, the big fat dude. Uh, I mean, like, literally looks exactly like him. I've seen pictures he does. Yeah. And, it like, the quest will literally be drive five minutes away, take a picture of this thing, and bring it back to me because he apparently is the editor for a magazine. And he'll pay me, like, 15 grand for that. So, yeah. I don't understand how money works in this game at all. Literally maybe, at all. Maybe being a prince, that this is just your perception of how money works, and so your your character has no idea how money works. Oh. That's not but, true, <laughs> but that is absolutely going to be my headcanon now. Is, it's a banana, Michael. How much could it cost? $10? <laughs> okay, so... Going forward, that is how I will look at money in this game. Thank you, Colby. That helped. You're welcome. Um, the other weird part about this game is I was playing, and all of a sudden I got this quest, and it was like, hey, if you go down like this path and you hear a weird noise, follow it. And I'm like, okay. And so I drive over to this weird path, and I hear a noise, and I follow it, and I I go through this like kind of clearing and the game like literally like UI in the game pops up and they're like, okay, hey, you're playing a different part of this game now. You can no longer save. And as soon as you beat this area, we're just going to drop you back to the title menu. Do you want to go forward? And I'm like, I guess they take me to this completely like non sequitur part of the game has literally nothing to do with final fantasy 15. The only thing that is like the same is my character. My character, Prince knocked goes through this portal. The other three dudes just stay in the car, I guess. And I meet a girl named Sarah and we help these little weird, like gumdrop people fight a shadow beast and like an hour later, I beat it and it drops me right back to the title menu and I have to load back <laughs> into my continue. And I'm like, what What was that? Why, why does this exist? Don't know. Still don't know. But it was a side quest, I guess. Um, the only thing I got out of it was like I got her sword. Like now I can use her <laughs> sword in the main game. I'm like... Did a, did a developer, like, have, like, two weeks off, and they're like, dude, I've got this idea for this really cool side quest, and they're like, no, that doesn't fit in the game at all. 
And like, no, but I think it'll be really fun. I really want to model this Sarah girl. And they're like, okay, I guess. But how are we going to fit it in? They're like, it'll just be like this weird side path thing. And we'll just drop them back to the menu. And they're like, I guess, man, but you're doing this on your own time. He's like, cool. Yeah. I don't know. Weirdest thing I've ever done. So (laughs) whatever. Uh, The other game I've been playing is actually Destiny 2, which is... Kevin's ears just perked up. Right? <laughs> it's uh, it's a very weird game to, like, bot back into. Um, so I, I found out the only reason Stadia should exist. I'm, no, I'm sure there's other reasons, like, if, you know, whatever. But the, the reason that I have actually found to log into Stadia is my kid is home from school because school is canceled now and he goes back in September, maybe. Um, but my kid's... Like, my kid has a gaming PC, so he doesn't actually need Stadia to make this work. But all of his friends don't have gaming PCs um, because their family makes more sense than mine. Um, And But they all have laptops. They all have, like, these kind of underpowered... They're not Chromebooks, but, like, if you think of them that way, that probably makes the most sense. They run Windows, but whatever. Um, So... His friends can get the two-month... There's a two-month free trial of Stadia right now. They get two months of Pro. They can log in to get Destiny, which is free, and play it on their crappy school laptops and play Destiny with each other. And it works perfectly. Um, So I guess if, if your kids at home need something to do... Stadia free trial on their school laptop is is a way to go, but they asked me if I'd hop in with them, and I did the like sync my character over to Stadia, and it like that part was flawless. Like bringing a character over from the Xbox or PC or wherever is, I mean, literally a matter of linking accounts and they show up in Stadia. It was absolutely simple, um, and I hopped in and was able to play. And I'm actually like, unfortunately, Stadia doesn't have crossplay with any other system so like I couldn't run it on my PC or run it on my Xbox Um, I have to be in Stadia to play with them but with that being said it was really simple so and it it looks I mean it's hard for me to say like because I can't like run it at the same time but it seems to like the frame rate seems to be pretty stable the the graphics seem to be pretty stable so yeah I, I would say it works, which is cool. So, yeah, yeah. Do you guys have anything else before we move on to other things? You just want to read your cooking mama headline again. So you proud know of I do. Dylan, do it. Hey, maybe unmute before you do it. <laughs> I I hit the mute button and it didn't unmute. <laughs> News. Good job, Dylan. I could edit that out, but I won't. <laughs> it, it's good content. I don't know what right. the mute button is if you hit it and it doesn't work. The caps did you, hit the, did you so. hit the mute button on your microphone or the mute button on Squadcast? Uh, the microphone. Yeah. Well, that's weird. So I've know. done the one on Squadcast where I hit it and it mutes and then it doesn't mute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, close enough. All right. Uh, so, like we said, Cooking Mama, more like Cooking Drama. What? So- I can't wait to hear about this. This is a weird, 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 weird story. Okay, so you guys are familiar with Cooking Mama, right? It was a big game. I'm going to say, like, on the Wii? Is that that sound about right? 
DS, but I think there's like a DS version of it, and I think there was a Wii version of it. I remember doing some sort of cooking game with motion controls. Maybe that wasn't Cooking Mama, but I think it started big on the DS. I may be wrong, but I, I swear it was a big DS game. Whatever, it's a game from the past, and in which you cook. Uh, so this game launched last week and immediately came out to these this huge news that. People running Cooking Mama, like their switches were overheating and their battery life was terrible. And all of a sudden, all these rumors started flying around Twitter that it was because the game was mining cryptocurrency while you played. <laughs> and, it, and it floated around for like two or three days. And finally, the developers had to come out. And they're like, no, 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 no. Okay, we promise there's no cryptocurrency in this. We're not doing anything with cryptocurrency. Like... What the reason this all happened is like a year ago we said, hey, we were thinking about implementing like blockchain stuff into this game so we could manage like trading. So you can use not cryptocurrency, but the thing behind cryptocurrency blockchain to uniquely identify items and tie them to people and it enables them to do trading of those items with other people and keep track of them, so on and so forth. They're like, but we didn't do it. We promise it's fine. And a bunch of people have like reverse engineered the code. They're like, no, there's no there's no cryptocurrency money. There's no blockchain. Like the game's just written really badly. That's why your switch is overheating and your battery life is terrible. Um, nice. So everything went back to normal. There was actually a lot of people excited about playing this because they had good memories of crypto of uh, cooking mama although apparently it's a bad game ign reviewed it and gave it a three out of ten so like wow. that's the level of video game we're talking about right so this week today the creators of this game is a company called office create which is a terrible name but that's neither here nor there they announced like hey the version of cooking mama you're playing is illegally licensed essentially <laughs> We <laughs> we sold the license or, or licensed a game to a, a publisher called Planet Entertainment and said, okay, you guys can make a Cooking Mama game, but we have to be able to, you know, to check its quality because, like, it's our IP, essentially. So Planet Entertainment can make a game. They hire a company called First Playable Productions to make this game. They give builds of it back to create office create and office creates like now nah, this game's garbage like you cannot sell this game you need to like fix all these bugs and fix all these problems and then come back to us and apparently planet entertainment was like nah maybe we'll just release it instead <laughs> And Seems so, real hard. <laughs> so they put out this, but it's not just like an eShop game either. This game has physical copies of it that are out in the wild now. <laughs> so they just release it. Office Crate's like, you can't do that. <laughs> and they've shut down the eStore version. So you can no longer buy it on the eStore. But there are copies physically that you can probably still go buy still. So... I, like this, this strikes me as one of those weird, rare occasions where if you could actually get a copy of this, like twenty years from now, people are going to be willing to pay good money for a really crappy game because it's just such a limited thing. I thought the same thing about Mysteria on Sega Saturn Cliff. <laughs> not do true. not fall for that again. <laughs> I'm not giving advice as to how you should invest your government stimulus, but if you were to buy a Everyone, copy of buy Cookie, Cookie Mama. Mama. <laughs> We're doing it live. Um, anyway, uh, there's also a listing now for a PlayStation 4 version of this game. And, and Office Crate's like, no, you can't release this on the PlayStation. Stop. So I don't know. I think it's 
I think it's very funny, <laughs> but apparently garbage. So, uh, next up, who have you, have either of you guys ever played XCOM? Nope. No, but I've thought about it many times. Man, Dylan and I are on the same page. I've never played XCOM, but man, I think about playing XCOM all the time, all the time. Um, so XCOM 2 came out a couple years ago, and they've released some expansions for that, so on and so forth. But today, I'm not going to say today, probably yesterday, uh, the folks for Access, the folks behind XCOM are like, hey, cool, new XCOM game coming out next week. Um, and it is called uh, XCOM Chimera Squad, and it's coming out April 24th. No promotion, no anything, just like, hey, new game coming out in nine days, enjoy. Um, it's set five years after XCOM. It is not a sequel. It's completely standalone. Um, the marketing message on it, I guess, is set five years after the events of XCOM 2. Humans, hybrids, and aliens are now working together to forge a civilization of cooperation and coexistence. However, not all of Earth's inhabitants support the Interspecies Alliance, because of course they don't. City 31, a model of peace in a post-invasion world, is opposed by is opposed by mysterious groups whose agendas threaten to shatter this delicate interspecies alliance. Chimera Squad, an elite team of human, hybrid, and alien agents, must work together to destroy the underground threats driving the city towards chaos. So, if you're an XCOM fan, this sounds pretty good. Um, the cool news is, if this is a game you want to buy, uh, from the 24th through... How many days are in April? My guess is 400. It's going to feel like four, roughly 400, Right. So through sure. the for the twenty fourth through however many days we've decided to put in April this year, um, fine, Dylan. There's thirty. Uh, <laughs> you can get this game for nine ninety nine, ten bucks, and then after that, May first, it goes up to twenty. So it's actually pretty cheap too. So if now you're is in, this, is this just an XCOM game, like a kind of a smaller? spinoff is that that's my guess is it's it's standalone so it doesn't require any of the original games it's going to play uh, presumably very similar to similarly to xcom um but is cheaper so my guess is it's going to be smaller than xcom too so it might be actually a nice like this is for it you and i Dylan, exactly what i want to play exactly like a, an easy short introduction to the world of turn-based strategy combat right mm-hmm it's good stuff. Exactly so what look, I want. look for that on April 24th on Steam, I believe. I think it's a game that's coming out on Steam. Okay, Dylan, take us back. Take us back in time to when you were a young, young child playing video games that come in serial. Chex Quest is the best. T tell us about, like we talked about this, but man, it's probably been... I'm going to say, like, our Chex Quest episode was, like, episode, what, 15? Yeah, it was early. It's got to be 150, 160 episodes ago. So tell us what Chex Quest is. Chex Quest was a pack-in game in your favorite box of, well, Chex. And Chex Quest is just Doom. But instead of demons, you're fighting goo. Yeah. In the world of Chex Serial, in the Chex Extended Universe. Yeah. With so this is literally wheat, a doom corn mod. and rice. It's very weird. What what is your favorite flavor of checks? It depends. Am I eating these checks with milk? Am I eating it in checks mix? Does it have Worcestershire sauce on it? Let's assume with milk. 
it's hard. I think it's still checks like I think with milk, I think I go rice. Good choice, good choice. I cannot like the thought of Chex Mix in milk just makes me <laughs> so gross. It's so gross. Oh. So gross. Um so Chex like, normal Chex is really good in milk if you put a ton of sugar on it. I like just Chex. Like Chex without sugar is okay. Like it's not my it's favorite. Not as good, it's alright. Not as good as if you put a ton of sugar I on like, it. I like like frosted Chex. Would be They're pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Vanilla Do they ones? exist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, the vanilla yeah, have, ones. Those are pretty good. Yeah. I wonder if they'd make good Rice Krispie treats or if they would just crush into a mesh of weird things. Yes, they probably would crush, and yes, they'd probably be good. Yeah, they'd still be good. Yeah, we should do that. Golden Um, Grams. Do Golden Grams. You know what's a Crave is really good, too, as as a substitute for Rice Krispies. Like, what cereal is not going to be good mixed in with a bunch of, like, all brand brand marshmallows? Anyway, checks quest. So Cheerios. this game's like yeah, Cheerios are okay. Like frosted, like uh, frosted Cheerios or Honey Nut Cheerios are pretty good. No, no Cheerios as a base for yeah. No, they'd be uh, all right. No, they wouldn't. Yeah, they'd be, be all right. Um, checks quest came out. I'm gonna say mid '90s, '95 ish. I don't know. Yeah, it's a no. Doom. It was literally just Doom wads like squished together and re-skinned and it came in check cereal and since 2016 team checks quest studio <laughs> has been working on a, a a new version of this game and it's coming out summer 2020 you can go to steam right now and wishlist this thing here's the story the intergalactic federation of snacks outpost on the remote planet of bazoic, bazoic? has been overrun by evil cereal-eating creatures from another dimension. These slimy phlegmoids have taken the citizens of Bazoic captive, and it is up to you and the Chex Mix squadron to free them. Thankfully, you have a handy array of Zorching devices, which can send these invaders back to their home dimension so you can succeed in your mission. Six six different playable characters, two-player split-screen on the same computer, I guess, which is weird. <laughs> it's Chex Quest. But Dylan, tell me how much nostalgia you have for Chex Quest. Like, give me nostalgia on a level of one to ten. It's a lot. I mean, Would this you... is probably like the first computer game I ever uh, played. I mean, it's free. So, I think um, it is. I think this new version is free. Yeah, it says free. Oh, does it? Where does it? Go? I am. I am on their Steam page, and mostly I was just real curious because the publisher is General Mills, and I'm like, <laughs> have they published anything else? No. No, just checks Quest HD. No. Love it. Um, so if you if you thirst for the original version of Text Quest, you'll be so happy to hear coming on uh, April seventeenth. So that's like you don't have much time. By the time you hear this podcast, you'll have Friday, one day. Baby. Friday. This is Friday. Can't get enough of Text Quest. Us neither. Which is horrible horrible english <laughs> we've made a special checks warrior edition of checks quest for pc featuring enamel pins a t-shirt a full scale zorcher replica and more available during a four-week pre-order starting april 17th at 10 a.m eastern at limitedrungames.com so how many collector's edition of checks quest do you think they're gonna sell well i mean dylan's plus <laughs> I don't know. I imagine there's a very small number of people who are so into this. Right. Because of just sheer nostalgia. I think that there are a lot of people who 
buy these kind of things just because <laughs> they, yeah, I got 1200 bucks. Yeah, they've got more money than cents. Okay. So let's see if I can, you know, just the, just the boxed edition of text quest is $40. <laughs> the special edition is 150. So man, if you listen to this podcast and you buy this, I want to interview you. <laughs> like we need to hook up. I need pictures and we're going to talk. So check quest is coming. Um, is this just me? Tell me if this is just me. Like, do you guys go from playing your Xbox to playing your switch and then completely forget where all the buttons are? Yep. Yeah. Me not too. really. Oh, I, I cannot get used to the fact that, like everything on the Xbox is flipped over essentially a single button. Like I, it, it is so hard for me to switch between the two of these. And up until, I don't know, today, there was absolutely nothing you could do about that. But with uh, patch 10.0.0 for the switch, you can now remap your left Joy-Con, your right Joy-Con. I don't know why they specified that you can specify that you can individually do those, but you can. A pro controller or all of the buttons on your Switch Lite controllers to be different or better, depending on how you look at these things. Up to five configurations per controller can be saved. So for your left and right Joy-Con, that's actually five different configurations per left and right Joy-Con. Uh, the only downside is this does not work with, say, like my um, Hori controllers. Hori. So, um, But if, if it drives you nuts, and it drives me absolutely nuts, you can now... Uh, reconfigure those. The good news there is, is like for me, it's a matter of, hey, I'm really find it obnoxious that I don't know where B is. But for people that actually have um, disabilities that prevent them from using a switch in a uh, maybe the way it was intended, I guess uh, these kinds of accessibility options are like often make the difference between being able to play a game and not being able to play a game. So this is a really welcome addition just from an accessibility type standpoint. So go remap your switch. Um, E3. It was the cancel. I was going to say it was the first thing to get canceled, but that was probably GDC actually, probably. But you know, I think E three was before GDC. Maybe it? it's I. Sometimes I can't remember. But either way, E three, as we all know, was canceled because of coronavirus. But at the time, they're like, "Hey, but don't worry, we're gonna do a big digital to do online. It's gonna be great. You are never gonna you're, you're gonna forget that there was not some sort of E three in 2020, except." Um, there's not going to be. According to a press release, given the disruption brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic, we will not be presenting an online E3 2020 event in June. So E3 dead for this year. Do you think it'll happen? Do you think E3 comes back in 2021? Probably. Yeah, maybe. It, I mean, I, I would say probably, but I kind of wonder if in the future they're going to have to start scaling back certain things mm -hmm. if it will come back but it may not be the e3 that i don't pay attention to each year so i can't really say no one love <laughs> i uh i think that like I, I think that it'll really depend on just how quickly we can get a handle on this like they're really saying that yeah. until like a vaccine gets developed that large-scale events like that, like that yeah. are gonna be very very difficult and 
since you're talking about 18 months from January, best case scenario to get a vaccine, like probably not. But maybe, maybe yeah. they push it back to August, September next year and it still happens. So E3 is done. They are going to be highlighting games over the summer at E3Expo.com. So at least they'll be able to shout out you know, some smaller stuff. I think uh, Bethesda is not going to have anything, but I think Microsoft still will. Um, and I think some other larger, like I wouldn't be shocked if E3 still has some sort of big digital presentation, that kind of thing. So, all right, next up, uh, Valorant. You guys, we talked about this, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? It's the like CSGO clone from Riot Games. Yes, with the weird uh, name. Yeah, with the weird name. What does Valorant mean? Is that actually, that's not a real word, right? I don't imagine it's a real word but i mean that's okay i guess um if you are interested in playing valorant valorant's having a beta right now usually these betas nowadays just mean that like you want to be in the beta you shell out 60 bucks to buy the game and then they let you into the beta and that's not how valorant's working they're doing kind of an interesting thing where if you either sign up for a riot games account or you already have one because you're a league of legends person um and then you sign up for a twitch account because either you're a streamer or you like to watch people who do and then link your riot games account to your twitch account and then watch a streamer who's playing valorant uh, randomly i guess just occasionally it will drop beta keys to people that are watching it and like now you can play valorant which is an interesting way to do it, but also apparently, like, in a world where random number generators are horrifying, it's meant that, like, some people have been watching and interacting on Valorant streams for days and days and days and days and days and days and, days and not getting Valorant beta keys and are, are really sad about it. So Riot actually went into a bunch of um, people that, because I guess... Like, the plus side, the downside of this kind of situation is now that you've linked those two accounts, they get all sorts of information on what you're watching, presumably. And so if you've been watching some Valorant account, they actually went into, like, a couple thousand different people and said, like, okay, here, you guys can have one. You've done your due diligence. You just are very unlucky. Don't buy a lottery ticket. So that's cool. Um, what – I'm not going to say it's not cool, um, but maybe has the – both the potential to not be cool and is kind of setting a weird precedent is the way that Valorant's anti-cheat system works. So I think we can all agree that cheaters on multiplayer on the internet video games suck. Would that be a, a fair assessment? Yes. Okay. Um, and so video game companies are constantly building bigger and better anti-cheat systems to stop them from cheating while cheaters build bigger and better ways to cheat. cheating it's, systems. Yeah. It's, it's just like this weird ever escalating war that probably nobody ever really wins to be honest, but sometimes it can make the quality of life in a video game slightly better. Um, Valorant has taken a really interesting like initial foray into this and just said that if you want to play Valorant, their anti-cheat system starts with Windows. So from the second you boot up Windows, their anti-cheat system is running in the background. It doesn't do anything until you actually launch Valorant. But what they said is that a way a lot of anti uh, cheating systems work is you start your cheating system and then you start the game and it enables you to get around a lot of cheating, anti-cheat measures. And so by starting their anti-cheat system at boot up, they don't have to deal with that. But 
like, I don't really know if I want to live in a world where every time I boot up my computer, like 10 anti-cheat systems are just like hanging out in the background <laughs> using a little bit of RAM and a little bit of CPU. That seems kind of, um, what's the word? Crappy? <laughs> Like, I've got nine different launchers already, you know, ready to go and launch a video game. I've got ten different anti-cheat things running in the background. Like, I'm going to have to get an extra 16 gigs of RAM just to handle this crap. So, I don't know. All the free stuff you get. Yeah. Free anti-cheat. You got free games. (laughs) Give you free free launchers. Everyone, you take a launcher. You take a launcher. Everyone wants a launcher. I don't know. What do you think? Is it is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it is it worth dealing with that to not have to deal with people cheating? If it worked. Yeah. Like if it just worked, but if it only works marginally better, then I probably not. Or or if there was like a single entity that right? was like, Hey, this is, you know, to play games you install this. I don't know, that probably wouldn't work I, either way. I I would Better also mouse be, traps. I like I've I've probably only noticeably encountered cheating playing PUBG during when it was in beta. That's the only time I noticeably yeah. like could tell there was cheating going on. But I'm I'm curious how in reality not people thinking people are cheating, like how often you actually encounter a cheater and how many people are like encountering cheaters i mean every once in a while you'll hear like they'll release statistics that you know in the last week or in the last month we've banned a hundred thousand people for cheating so my guess is that it's kind of like the fact that you haven't seen anyone cheating is probably just an indication that the anti-cheating measures actually work probably right and maybe I don't play multiplayer games enough now in my personal experience, but I'm just kind of curious what, like if you actually like interviewed a couple hundred people and like actually got some sort of feedback from what their yeah. experience actually is. Cause I mean, in the vast amounts of multiplayer gaming, and of course, maybe I'm not good enough to notice, or maybe <laughs> even people cheating aren't good enough to make a difference, like which is hilarious. Um, so I don't, I don't know. And I yeah. mean, yeah, maybe the measures they're taking is effective enough to, so not everyone really notices the effects of cheating. Yeah, it could. I mean, I it could be a combination too of. I mean, I would guess that people think other people are cheating way more way than more they than, actually are. I oh, mean, that yeah. was that was Colby's experience. Is he was just so good at what, oh, yeah. Team Fortress and Team Fortress. Yeah, that people always thought he was cheating, even though he was actually just really skilled at the games. So, I mean, like I've been accused for cheating, and I wasn't very good at the game I was apparently <laughs> cheating at. Like I was just enough better at someone where they had no chance like yeah and maybe the, and in reality i think that's a lot of what it is if someone is has some sort of command of a game like people's instinct is they're cheating it does make sense to me though like what you said though is it you know you figure the amount of resources that these companies are dedicated are dedicating to anti-cheat measures like maybe it would make sense if they just started like all contributing to some sort of like giant um, like open source anti-cheat software that would, you know, it loads up at, at runtime. If you get caught cheating in one game, your, you know, your user gets blasted from all the games. You know, maybe maybe it's a matter of, yeah. you know, making cheating 
like first of all, just like industrializing it so everyone doesn't have to spend a million hours trying to make one for their specific game. Right. But also just like make it so if you get caught cheating in Valorant, you get booted from CS:GO too. You know. Yeah. Link it to a Steam ID. And if you want to put that on my desktop, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. one-stop shopping. Let's go. I do have a. Uh, so Valorant was found on Wiktionary. Interesting. Um, so it is the present participle of Valorar. And Valorar is a verb, which means to value. (laughs) (laughs) I value this game. Do you value this game? So somehow this means you're you're valuing, I guess. I don't understand. Valorar is the first person singular present valoro past participle valorat. But Valorar is the verb of to be meaning to value. So what we're going to do is we're going to find someone who is an English major and they're going to explain what any of that means. And we'll get back to you. Does that seem fair? Yeah. yeah. My English grammar class did not take me far enough to Absolutely really follow. It also not. would help if these words weren't ridiculous like Valorar, <laughs> Valerino. Oh, Valerino. I'm a, I'm a, they should have named the Valerina. game Valerino. Yeah. All right, uh, we've talked about this a bunch of times before, um, how to kind of address loot box issues in games, and the range of solutions has been from everywhere from just, hey, it's a Wild West, and if video game developers want to put loot boxes in their games, let them, and screw all the people that that affects, um, up to, you know, every once in a while you'll hear about a congressperson somewhere trying to introduce some sort of legislation that would make them illegal. So there's a there's a wide range, and the ESRB, which is the um, company, I guess, we'll say company, that's responsible for rating video games, essentially, right. has taken kind of a... What I would say is actually a pretty good middle ground approach, and it's kind of the same approach that we've taken to how do you deal with video games that are very violent, or how do you deal with video games that have you know situations in that you wouldn't want your ten year old to see, and they've just added it to video game ratings. So in 2018, they actually added the uh, designation of this game contains in-game purchases. So you would know that a game you were buying contained in-game purchases that could be DLC, that could be anything. It's just stuff you purchase in-game. And uh, this week, they included a new designation that it includes random items. So this will be um, put on video game ratings for games that, quote, offer in-game offers to purchase digital goods or premiums with real-world currency or with virtual coins or other forms of in-game currency that can be purchased with real-world currency which is a lot, for which the player doesn't know prior to purchase the specific digital goods or premiums they'll be receiving. Examples include loot boxes, item packs, mystery awards, so on and so forth. So any game that contains just random draw stuff will include this in the ESRB rating. It'll be in-game purchases that include random items. So, you know, it's a it's a good thing to know, I guess, especially if you have kids that you're just going to set loose on these things. And obviously there are controls that you can put in place to limit what your kids can and can't buy. But my experience, I'll be honest, has been that using these controls actually makes my life significantly more difficult. <laughs> um, I've been burned more times than not by trying to limit what my kid can do purchase-wise, where it's way easier just to 
open those things up and be aware of what's going on. Um, I mean, obviously, me, your mileage will vary, but this is a good way to say that maybe I don't want to buy this game for my kid. Or, you know, if you have, uh, you know, obsessive compulsive disorders, maybe that's not a game that you should buy for yourself. <laughs> so that's a, a good so, middle ground, I think. So on just the subject of like, you know, kids and not getting into things. So I uh, was I have YouTube kids sure. for my kid. And uh, she, you couldn't search on it. Like the search function was turned off. I mean, that keeps her from um, finding Nazis. So it's it's YouTube kids. There's less Nazis on there. Yeah. Um. But uh, so I'm like, well, I can probably change that. And so I go into the settings. And to get into the settings, you have to. It says like, hey, parents, input in this code, and it spells out like one seven eight nine. I'm like, okay, so I put in 1789, and then I go, and, like, the first screen is, like, hey, here's what, you know, like, what age group, you know, like, videos that, you know, your kid can watch, and I have mine set for four to eight-year-olds. Sure. In my head, I'm thinking, so I've got this set for a four to eight-year-old, and your way to stop them from getting in my settings is hope that a four to eight-year-old cannot read, cannot read. simple numbers? <laughs> I mean, it's probably better than EA's thing, which I believe Carter still can't play games that are rated over TV or uh, like the 13 rating, like until August. So, and there's just no way to change that. It's just, it's that way forever now. So I, I don't know. The only one I've actually really been relatively happy with is actually Apple's. Apple's is really easy. Like you tell it, it's your kid. And then every time he tries to buy something, I just get a text message that says like, is this cool? And I say yes or no. And it just works. Oh man. So I need to turn that on on Amazon because <laughs> like my kid knows how to use Amazon. And then one time she's just like out of the booth. She's like, I bought a toilet. And I'm like, you, bought a, you bought a what now? She's like, I bought a toilet. And I'm like, that's hilarious. You, what? And I looked on my account, and I'm like, well, she didn't buy it on mine, but my mom had been over that day, so might want to call her and ask her. She didn't buy a toilet. She looked at a toilet. <laughs> she did not buy it, though. Not hilarious. yet. I mean, don't not set up one yet. click on your phone call. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right. So last up, if you have a fancy video card, which we have ascertain that none of us do technically I, i've got like a six-year-old mac right? <laughs> uh i technically have a 1070 a gtx 1070 in my computer which they have like backwards compatibilized ray tracing via software onto so i don't have super high hopes for its ray tracing capabilities but my kid's got like a gtx 2040 or something so he's got ray tracing all over this thing and uh, coming out, you know, I actually, oh, say April 16th. So actually probably the day you're listening to this podcast, because I know every single person that listens to this podcast downloads it day one and listens, right? Every single person, if you don't, it's okay, uh, is releasing what they are calling the Minecraft with RTX public beta. So I think you have to be part of the Xbox Insider program, but that's just a matter of signing up for it. It'll give you beta access to Minecraft with RTX, which gives you... Really, it's still Minecraft, and it's still boxy and pixely, but it's got incredible lighting effects. It's actually kind of weird, honestly, (laughs) because it, like, the lighting's so good, but it's still Minecraft. (laughs) So... 
the the beta is going to be limited to a couple of levels that uh, they let you in. Um, you're only going to be able to play it with other people playing Minecraft with RTX. But then sometime in the spring, it's going to launch fully and you'll be able to play it. This is only the, um, I believe the RTX pretty graphic stuff is only going to come to the Bedrock edition of Minecraft, which is the one that runs on computers and or windows 10 and phones and all that stuff it's it doesn't come to the java edition which is the one that you can like mod and i like my kid every time something comes to the windows 10 edition which is the bedrock edition i'm like hey this cool thing he's like uh but windows 10 edition sucks and i'm like okay cool i trust you so anyway it <laughs> it's pr- if you have an rtx card it's probably worth checking out just just to look at because it's so strange i'll be honest it's just so strange so all right, that is news for this week. Dylan, do the next thing. Hey, yo, Vinny. <laughs> what are you did, doing? Did Vinny get a hernia in the middle of that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vinny's playing Sea of Thieves right now. Oh, man, I wish I was playing I could be playing Sea of Thieves right now. Go away. But I'm talking about Vinny playing Sea of Thieves. You can go. It's fine. We'll just, just like, check back every once in a while. Um... <laughs> You can talk to me click, click, and click, Vinny. Click, 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 <laughs> click, click, click. I tell you, next keyboard I buy is not going to be a mechanical keyboard. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> totally be... forgot that I did play Sea of Thieves this weekend with Vinny. Did you get a cat? No, because they don't release yet. They <sighs> next week, I believe. I want but we played the new Tall Tale, which was great. Nice. Very nice. All right. So Vinny's question, he says he's hijacking this uh, question that was asked of him on uh, his podcast, the VIP gaming podcast, which you should be listening to. And uh, I don't know who asked it to him. He didn't, he did not give me any sort of like attributions. <laughs> Vinny so this, citations. You think yeah. you're going to graduate college and you're not citing your sources. Vinny graduates from college in three weeks, man. Can you believe that? No, I swear to yes. God, he started after <laughs> me and it makes me feel real stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but as you should, I have I have ten classes left, just ten classes. So, however long that takes. Anyway, he wants to know how have whoever gave him this question like grammar is bad too. How have video games changed your life for the better? Don't tell me how they've changed it for the worse because I'm sure that's yeah that's I, I can answer too. that yeah. <laughs> they, um, they get me through this hell world we currently live in. Is that a yes? A- okay. Like absolutely, Colby. <laughs> like I uh, absolutely. I, I can't go to the liquor store, so video games. <laughs> Wait, did the liquor stores in Utah close? No, they can't. They're they're uh, they're essential. Damn it, essential. Yeah. <laughs> just like the I WWE. Just, um, I just don't go outside. That's fair. That's fair. Do you have a the good, lines? Do you have a stock lines for them? Oh, yeah. No, I do. I just don't drink all that much. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Uh, I'm using all my spare beer to make beer bread because I can't find yeast anywhere. <laughs> so, um, Wait, do you have self-rising flour? I think it's just all purpose. Needs to be self-rising. Yeah, you, the choices of flour are not exactly like Well, I, I don't think it'll work if it's not self-rising. <laughs> it's, well, I mean, but if I, if I had yeast, I could. Oh, no, because the, the beer provides the yeast. Okay. I made it last week. Saying, it worked fine. I, I make a lot of beer bread, and you have to use self rising nah, flour. Nah, I did it last week. It worked great. It was delicious. Um, so how does I think I would say that I mean honestly, the way that video games have changed my life for the better is actually making me do this podcast. Um, honestly, I so I like long 
long ago, and by that I mean like four years ago, uh, twenty five years ago, twenty fifteen. I went to PAX and like got there and realized because I'd always wanted to go, always wanted to go. Got there and realized like I was so out of the loop on what video games were that I didn't know any of these games that were there. I felt like crazy out of place because it was a, a thing that I used to really love and I'd just kind of fallen off on it. And so I started listening to podcasts. I started reading more video game stuff and I started playing more video games and really kind of fell back in love with the hobby, which is what ultimately kind of led to the creation of this podcast. And the creation of this podcast has led to so many other cool things that I get to do now. Um, I mean, obviously we get to do this every single week, which is awesome, but it's led to me being on other podcasts, which I love. It's led to me being like, it seems weird, but like once you, once you sit and talk to a microphone all day for you know, however many years we've been doing this, it makes doing other things way easier. Like I'm way better at speaking in public now because I am just better at talking out loud. It makes things like doing live streams way easier because it's not weird for me to talk into a microphone for an hour and do things. So it's, it's really impacted my life. Uh, playing video games, which have led to this podcast have actually really just made my life better. But it also like, I mean, video games are the absolute best way for me to deal with stress. Like if I'm in a bad mood or if I am stressed out about something like playing something and just murdering stuff for uh, an hour or two always puts me in a better mood. So I would say that as well. So Colby's dealt with a hellscape. I've dealt with a hellscape and drastically improved my own life. Dylan. Um, yeah, I guess just, meeting people that you probably would not have otherwise i guess that's probably the the best part yeah no i would i that is i should have said that too like the community of people that i've got to meet because of playing video games and because of this podcast is spectacular so like friends that i've had for years now that uh i talk to all day which is great so good call dylan now if we just know who asked this question in the first place Vinny. Uh, Island Bear, which, so we've decided this is Eddie, of course, and we've decided that Eddie is a koala bear? Yeah. yeah. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Mario is getting his own Lego set. What other games, I love, I love this question. What other games do you guys want in a Lego set? Grand Theft Auto? Crash Bandicoot? Leisure Suit Larry? And, yes. Yes. I really want a Leisure Suit Larry, uh, Lego set. And... There's, I, like, I can picture it in my head. Like, I can add, like, do you guys know what, like, the big head Legos are? Mm, no. So they make these, uh, you should, I thought I said, no, I was going to send you one for Christmas, but I didn't. I didn't send you Simpsons Legos for Christmas, did I? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 See? Are those big head yeah. Legos? Yeah, I want okay. a Leisure Suit Larry, one of those, real bad now. Like, real bad. So, uh, but what other, what other games would you like to get a Lego set of? Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, the new version. Oh, yeah. That'd be dope. That'd be really good. Um, I'm trying to think of stuff that, like, has such an iconic level design, like Mario. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the that... thing is, is, like, I look at the Mario Lego set, and I don't want the Mario Lego set because it's absolutely not what I want. Like, I don't want yeah the Legos. I just want to make cool Lego stuff but like i i think it would be really cool to get like a warthog lego set um or a mako can i get a mako mega Mega blocks got that i know right 
generic Legos. Um, <laughs> the Mega Bloks Destiny kits are awesome. They actually are. The, the, that is absolutely true. The des- the those are really cool. Um, I, I, I've got several. Yeah, I remember when you put those together. They're good looking too. Um, have you seen the Minecraft Lego sets? Yeah, those are actually really cool. They're like, slick. I don't know anything about Minecraft, but I've almost bought into some of those. Yeah, my kid has a couple of those, and they're really neat. Um, so what, like, levels or, or what kind of, like, like cool vehicles would I like to see? It's one thing to have, like, the cool character models, like the minifigures and stuff. But yeah. You need, like, like, I was a little underwhelmed by what they did with the Mario because I Absolutely. thought... Like, I wanted to see that opening scene of Super Mario Bros. in a Lego set. Right? Or, like, a cool Mario that you'd build in, like, a cool, like, tube with a piranha plant or some Goombas or something. Yeah, that was kind of more what was in my head, too. Um, or, Or even more, like... Like, I think it would be cool to, like, I don't know exactly how you'd do it either, but, like, build them with, like, mega blocks so you could, like build a level for your Mario to go like, but that would be kind of weird. Right. It'd be very one dimensional too. So maybe that wouldn't work. I'll be honest. Like I'd really actually hoped that it was just a Mario game, like a, a Lego Mario game. That was what I'd hoped when they'd announced it, to be honest. So, <laughs> but whatever. Um, I'm trying to think of like really iconic vehicles in, in a game that I would like. Um, and I'm besides the warthog, I'm drawing an absolute blank. Like I think I think there's some cool stuff you could do with other Nintendo IP. Like I mean, even Donkey Kong, because um, I could see like a big Donkey Kong minifigure would be pretty cool. Like they yeah. used to have the big like rock monster. So, yeah. Like they've done some cool stuff like that. Um, like F Zero, you could make ah, the, that'd be cool. The speeders out of that. You could do that'd some really cool, cool things with Mario Kart, where you could like build all the different like. Especially like Mario Kart like, would be really cool. Yeah, like the configurator of of uh, all the different like things you can put together to make the different cars, and then have like a bunch of little minifigs. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty yeah. cool. That's good. Leisure Suit Larry, though, still actually my my prime choice. Okay, so Mister Polite uh, says that he kind of misses the days when companies could make a video game uh, like the Burger King Xbox games or like any yes. of those like the checks the the checks quest game or like a bunch of like the super weird um nintendo games that were licensed you guys remember you probably don't i don't even remember the name of it it happened like right towards the end of when i finished working video game retail but skittles made a video game it was like a skittles sponsored role-playing game I'll look at it. Was this before or after Skittles got weird? Um, I would say this is actually what turned Skittles weird, <laughs> if I had to guess. Uh, when, while you guys are, are telling me what... So what he wants to know is, uh, if you could p- pick any modern company to create a game, who would you pick and what kind of game would it be? For example, what about an Amazon delivery game in the style of Paperboy? And I absolutely love... Like, I mean... Isn't that just... Death Stranding? (laughs) Uh, Like, I was actually thinking it was more like Simpsons Hit and Run. (laughs) Like, I I think that there's... I would say that there is a... And there's actually some some good story-based games about this, but I think that uh, playing, like, a Grand Theft Auto, like, one or two style game, but where you're essentially, like, an Uber driver could be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, Or... I want to be Bart Simpson as a Pizza Hut delivery boy. Yeah. So, okay, so you guys talk for a second. I'm going to go see if I can find the Skittles game. 
first off, the Burger King games were fantastic. All I've three heard, of them. See, I heard two of them were really enjoyed. good, but one was just kind of okay. I think that is kind of. I thought they were all like Big Bumpin' was cool because it was just bumper cars, and it actually worked as a party game because you had four friends, you got in your bumper cars, and you would bump yourselves around the level. And then there was Sneak King, which was a silly enough like a stealth game yeah. where you were the king, so it was enjoyable. And then Pocket Right bike racer i don't know if that was the underwhelming one in the sense that it was a pretty generic kart racer but it functioned as a game just fine i spent a lot of time playing uh, doritos crash course that game was Xbox. great yeah it was pretty fun it was like a wasn't it kind of like a not like american ninja but that kind of thing yeah. where you just ran through courses absolutely yeah. i i'm uh, actually surprised but it was sponsored by doritos for some right? reason i'm actually kind of surprised with the amount of tools available these days for that make I'm not gonna say that make video games easy, but that make video games way more accessible. Things like Unity, things like you know the Unity asset store, essentially where you can just buy kind of plug and play um, physics engines and assets that kind of stuff. I'm actually kind of surprised you don't see more games that are actually licensed by a company. Like it, it seems like. And with digital distribution, like you could just give away codes now and just let people download. I'm kind of surprised yeah. it doesn't actually happen more. But are you guys ready to hear about Darkened Sky? That's S K Y E. <laughs> Darkened Sky is a third person action adventure video game developed by Boston Animation with development outsourced to the Ukraine. It was released for Microsoft Windows and the Nintendo GameCube in North America in 2002. Uh, the game was also packaged with Outlaw Golf. <laughs> its title character is a young woman named Sky who lives in a fantasy realm searching for her mother. She does not use firearms but can perform magic using Skittles candies as well as use her staff as a melee weapon, though it also becomes an energy weapon when used in conjunction with the Skittles. I played this game. <laughs> was it good? <laughs> I don't remember, but I do remember. I, I remember going like, wait, this is a Skittles game? And I remember playing this. It's uh, it's really strange, and I don't understand at all why. Why? <laughs> Publisher Simon & Schuster Interactive wanted to develop games based on M&Ms, given how recognized <laughs> the candy characters were. While negotiating with Mars Incorporated, Simon & Schuster also talked about using Skittles, which would have been a backup plan in case M&Ms ended up being unavailable. <laughs> Eventually, you would have thought M and M's would have learned by ET, right? By now, you know? um, I think Mars probably owns both. If I had to guess, yeah. eventually Mars gave the license to both brands, with the Skittles one being inspired by the assumption that a computer game based on Skittles could make the brand more popular as the confectionery's consumption declined with people older than twenty. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> it's it's a game. I would love to sit in on those board meetings. Um, yeah, they said that the game's concept were inspired by the Skittles television commercials of the Taste of the Rainbow campaign. They led a team of over 50 people in Kiev across two years. <laughs> anyway, um, that's... By the time Dark and Sky was finished, Simon & Schuster considered removing the Skittles Association, but the developers already incorporated the candy in the gameplay and in-game tech, so it ended up with only reference... It only ended up with no references to Skittles on the box cover. There you go. It received so, mixed reviews. <laughs> so, 
So my answer is Dominoes, but only so they can bring back the, the Noid. Noid. Oh. So I want another Noid game. That's a good call. So my grandma has a giant Noid statue. What? Because my uncle has been in the pizza business forever. I th- He owned a few... I don't know if they were Domino's or if it eventually became Pizza Time or so, something like he's been in the pizza business his whole life pretty much. But That's yeah, amazing. we have a giant Noid statue. My favorite like, story carved. is the reason why you no longer have the Noid. Why? Because a dude whose last name was Noid thought that Domino's, he had mental issues, was making fun of him. So he took some hostages. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah, you, you can read about it on the wiki page. It's kind of interesting. Game trailers place Dark and Sky as number two in their top ten shameless license games behind Chase the Chuck Wagon, which apparently <laughs> was a like early Atari game that was based on popular, telev- commer- popular television commercials for Purina dog food. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to do everything so, I can to get a copy of Dark and Sky and stream it. So... On- on January 30th, 1989, Kenneth Lamar Noyd, a mentally ill man who thought the ad campaign was a personal attack on himself, entered a Domino's restaurant in Chambly, Georgia, armed with a 357 and held two employees hostages, hostage for over five hours. Yikes. That's not good. <laughs> All right, moving on. Princess Megan wants to know if extra lives were a thing in the real world, how would you earn them? So... My thought mushrooms. was, is like, this is like Indiana, what did you say, Cole? <laughs> mushrooms. mushrooms. Uh, that just makes you think you have extra lives, Cole. That's a different. PCP, same thing. <laughs> um, no. I want to think it's like Indiana Jones style stuff. You know, like the first Indiana Jones where he's going to get that like monkey statue. Like you collect four of those and you just get a like. <laughs> I can't remember who said it, but they, they were talking about how he's such a bad um, uh, archaeologist. Arche- I couldn't remember. I'm like, architecture? No, that's not right. Yeah, archaeologist, because he's walking past all of these traps that any archaeologist would be like, how did this, you know, like, uh, this kind of primitive thing do these things that involve the sun and, and light to, you know, trip these? And he's walking right past those like, going to get me that gold. <laughs> so that's what- and then someone pointed out that in the 40s, that's kind of what, you know, uh, archaeologists were doing. So. 1750 until like 1975. That's how archaeology actually worked. <laughs> what do you guys think? How are you going to get your extra lives? Hit 10,000 steps on your Fitbit every day for yeah, <laughs> two geez. years. I've got so many extra lives, yeah. but it's not I, I'm worth thinking it. I'm like, mi- like a milestone system where you achieve the eighth grade extra life. Makes sense. Except it's yeah. weird stuff like an Animal Crossing where yeah. they're like, hey, you dug three holes today. Extra yeah. life. <laughs> like I want like dailies. Like you complete all your dailies. But that's weird. Like, I pick three apples off your tree and then um, walk the dog and then crap in your neighbor's lawn. Is the dog doing that or are you doing that? No, you do that. Okay. So you do those three things, extra life. Is it worth it? Yeah. We we had a problem with that when I was a kid. Our neighbor used to 
yeah. come over. Now she does my mom's hair. It's kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> anyway. She used to crap in your lawn and yeah. she touches your mom's hair? It's weird. I mean, she was like two when she used to crap on her lawn, but oh. now she's like. I, that doesn't. <laughs> I mean, that's I've, weird. That's I've so got weird. a three-year-old. She's never pooped on the lawn. <laughs> even your neighbor's out. lawn, right? Yeah, it's, mm. it's kind of weird. Um, I, I, I Do you remember the game Glitch Call? It was that like MMO vaguely the name sounds familiar. like oddly enough glitch eventually turned into slack like the the corporate communication <laughs> thing that we use so there's this mmo called glitch that was kind of fun it was like a like probably flash based and it was just kind of like hoppy around you make different quests it was fun and yeah, ev- oh, yeah, yeah. eventually they turned the underlying code base of that into slack <laughs> so which was fun significantly more successful than glitch ever was all right wasn't it like trying to like gamify your work where you was that the one no no no, no. So glitch was literally just like a weird online oh uh, was it yeah but do you remember like maybe you don't but it, like it kept track of literally everything you did and it's so, like every once in a while they like it would just pop up a thing they're like hey congratulations you just jumped fifty thousand times <laughs> so maybe that's it like you just jump enough times in real life and, and all of a sudden you get your extra guy so Okay, uh, next up, Polly Nerdick wants to know, uh, something he's found himself pondering a lot during the last couple of weeks as we've all been stuck indoors, what is a talent you wish you had? I'm splitting between wishing I had any sort of musical talent or wishing I could draw or paint. So what, what do you guys wish you could do? I've always wished I could draw. Um, like, I think it'd be awesome to be able to draw really well, yeah. but I have neither the time nor the... Now is the time. Well, I, I, the problem is, is it's not that I don't have time. I do not have the... I cannot, like... I'm going to sit here, and I know that for the first five years, my drawings are going to be bad. Yep. But eventually, I'm going to be good. I draw, like, once. I'm like, well, this looks like garbage. And I'm like, nah, I'm done. Yeah. Um, and uh, I so I've always wished I could draw. The other thing I've always wanted to learn the piano but i got these short stubby fingers and again i just don't have that like i'm gonna do this and get better i i think that that is the exact reason that i'm like relatively competent at a bunch of things but not spectacularly good at any of them like i'm a i'm an okay guitar player um, like, I mean, not right now because I'm way out of practice, so my fingers would start bleeding like five minutes in. But like, give me two or three weeks, and like, if you want someone who could bring a guitar to a like camp out, we could all sit around a fire and sing. I could be that guy. Close gonna play Wonderwall. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But you know what I mean? Like, I could be that guy. Like, I can. I know all the chords. <laughs> you could be the guy that everyone. Yeah, hates. I I know all the chords. I know how they all go together. Um, I could play those songs. Um, I'm a competent, I'm okay at drawing. I'm not great. I'm an okay graphic designer. Um, I'm an okay computer programmer, which is bad because that's what I do professionally. (laughs) But like, I'm not, I'm not spectacular at it, but I'm, I'm good enough. Um, I'm good enough at a lot of things. And unfortunately, like I'm way broader, like, yes, me, but also my skill set is <laughs> we can see way you. broader um, than it is tall. Like I'm, I'm reasonably good at a number of things, um, which kind of sucks. I'm, <laughs> I'm quite good at things that have no practical oh, real world. 
you know. Like, like probably the thing I'm best at is like remembering members of bands and <laughs> like the songs they sing. That doesn't. There's no use for that whatsoever. <laughs> but whatever. If you want to talk weird Simpsons trivia, uh-huh. I'm your man. Yeah. I can't do math, but God, I wish you know. Like, I I would actually say the thing that I wish I was better at now was like. I wish I had a better understanding of general science because I find a lot of things that that impacts absolutely fascinating, but I can't go beyond just like a very elementary USA Today version of a lot of scientific stuff because I just don't have the background in it. Um, I wish I paid more attention to like physics and chemistry and math in high school, but not enough to actually like go out and learn it. So you're still in school. This is your chance. Instead, I'm taking right now. I'm taking quantitative analysis, which sounded really interesting. Now, really, take no quantitative analysis of rocks. <laughs> right. Boom. I really like statistics and and that kind of thing. And this is like how to apply those to business. But thus far, it has not been gripping. So, ah, uh, well. Anyway, Dylan, what what would you like to learn more of? Topiary. Oh, that's a good, that's a really good one. Topiary looks super that's fun. That's probably about the only thing I haven't tried. <laughs> I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, Dylan actually is a good a good guitar player, so he, he's got that on me. He's, he makes pretty movies. He's got, he's got skills. Um, I also do a lot of things okay. Yeah, I, I, and probably, I guess, honestly, probably a lot of people are that way where you, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you, you kind of... I only have this one thing, Cliff. Don't d- don't know. diminish it. Is it like is so that like the- I was I was trying to think of things that I wish I pursued or tried, but it's like generally if there's something like that, I'll do it enough to be okay at it to an acceptable level. That's just who I am. Like if I if I want to go draw, like I'm gonna sit down and just like learn to draw. Like I, during quarantine, I was drawing maps. Nice. Like. So that's what I've been doing in some of my downtime is like I'm drawing maps and they look okay. So yeah. it's like, okay, I can, I can, I'm a, I'm okay, competent map drawer. Yeah. So now I'm going to go read better or something. Like I don't. And I think that's the thing is, is, and that's where I always stop. I'm a competent, a bunch of yeah, different things. That's good enough. But that's okay. I mean, that's the reality is well, it's wa- probably good enough. I want to be able to do anything. Like, yeah. like imagine yourself, you're in that movie when you really need a skill to pay off. Yeah. And you do it okay enough to get out of the haunted house. I, I think, don't know. Like, I think the thing is I've always kind of wished though that I was, there was something that I was just phenomenal at. Yeah. Like, like, and I think that, for the but most... then you're a pro baseball player and you break your leg and you have nothing else to fall back on. Well, yeah, but I mean, also you make half million dollars <laughs> that, that a year. Thirty six million dollar contract <laughs> so... for for yeah, but you didn't make it there yet. You yeah, you man, those are, early. I'll be yeah. honest, like those are the people that I always feel terrible for is people that are good enough baseball players to be like double A or triple A, but yeah. never hit the majors, and so they're making mm-hmm. like. $65,000 a year for 12 You're years. You're working your butt off to make as much money as you could delivering pizzas. And then they're Chris done. Chris Schuler. Like, that's who I feel bad for. Chris, Chris Schuler. Absolutely. That's a that's a call that no one besides you and I will know. But yeah, absolutely. Dude who could have been phenomenal, but he could have been great. I could have been a contender. He was a really good uh, center back and just had genetic bone spurs yep. and 
Yep. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. Um, yeah, no, I think that, that that's the reality, though, is that I think that part of that is finding that thing that you actually naturally have talent at, too, um, and then... And then working on that talent, like I think that that's that's kind of part of it. Like a lot of it is absolutely hard work, but I think it's also a a function of finding that thing that you have some natural talent at, and that you like enough to want to pursue every day, yeah. and every day after that. And I just never found that thing, so instead I found forty things. So anyway, this I, is go ahead. I guess I would like to be able to program a little bit. If you just want to learn a I've little never, bit, Dylan, like twenty minutes, I can yeah. get you to a little bit. Yeah, it's, I don't know not, what I don't know what I would ever do with it, but probably the only reason I haven't really gone out of paths, I really don't like being on the computer. Like, I don't like looking at screens very much. Then and that's programming is what's not kept for you. Away from it. I actually read a book so. this week called. Um, use python to automate stuff you hate doing or something like that and it's actually oh, yeah. been a, it's been a really interesting book on how to just use python the python programming language to automate things that either take a lot of time or that you just don't want to spend the time doing it's been a, an interesting read so uh all right <laughs> trust me it was great call i loved it was it? I, I, yeah i really liked it okay so uh that was that was good. I like that question. Next up, Princess... Oh, no, that we've already answered that. Blah, blah, blah. Finally, final question. Man Socks um, wants to know, what is your favorite pandemic treat during the quarantine? So, like, I think the other day we asked, like, what, what's your favorite food? Um, Snack. And, and Snack. we went hard into what we were eating during the quarantine. But he wants to know, like, if you had to pick one thing, either something you have been eating or something that you wish you had been eating, what would that be? Dylan picked up a cat, so I think that's the answer. Um, I will not make. A I joke. want a pint of Ben and Jerry's Americone Dream. Ooh. Every I had day. a pint of Ben and Jerry's Brownie Blast yesterday. Mm, that's or good. Or Chubby Hubby, or it, it, the Caramel Sutra. Don't look at how many calories are in a pint of Ben and Jerry's because you'll feel it's bad enough. about yourself. Absolutely, I actually not. feel great when I'm done. I didn't. It wasn't like I'd eaten a real healthy up into that point. <laughs> I, uh, I've been going, like, and I don't want to say, like, I've been going. I've done it twice. So in the last five weeks, I've done this twice. I found out that if you have a Sonic drive-in near you, you can pre-order shakes. And mm. you just say, hey, I'll be That's there at 7. Idea. And they bring shakes out to your car. And the Reese's peanut butter cup blast i think is what it's called is the do you get with vanilla or chocolate vanilla uh, i don't really like chocolate ice cream very much it's okay but it's like vanilla ice cream I like chocolate ice cream but as a base i prefer yeah vanilla i just cake. it's not my favorite but it has reese's pieces and reese's peanut butter cups and I want to say one. Are we just some peanut butter? Oh, they're, swirl. They're real good. Also, you should not look at the amount of calories in that. It's it's a bad thing. But those have been a, a very delightful treat uh, during during quarantine times. And donuts, man. I've gone I've gone to Legendary Donuts twice in the last five weeks, and I buy a dozen donuts every time. And there's only three people here that eat them, and that's a lot of donuts. But God, they're so good. They're so good. Anyway. What uh, was yours? Should be eating more donuts. God, grilled cheese. Grilled cheese is Ooh. so good. Like I love grilled, love grilled cheese. cheese. 
like a lot. I've made quite a few grilled cheese sandwiches. There's nothing wrong with that. Would you say that's there your favorite is. treat? Have you have you seen my? Yeah. Grilled cheese oh yeah, sandwich? they're spectacular. There's a lot that is wrong with that. That's true. You know the the best grilled cheese I think. And yes, I eat them as a treat. That's another problem. That's okay. Um, Colby and I one time also involving Sonic. So there's a Sonic drive-through uh, that used to be on the way home to my house when I lived in Utah. And every once in a while, they would put mozzarella sticks on sale for a dollar. So you get four mozzarella sticks for a dollar. And if you make a grilled cheese and then fill the middle with mozzarella sticks, in addition to the other cheese you would normally put on a grilled cheese, they are delightful. Awesome. Like You know what else you can use? No. Fried mac and cheese bites. Oh. I call that the heart attack. Sandwich. Could I just use regular mac and cheese, you think? It's not as good. You need the kind of crunchiness. It's good. So I've got like a little bit of leftover mac and cheese in my fridge. Do you think I could like fry it, fry up. it up and then put it on a grilled cheese? Yeah. Do you think my you wife totally would judge could. me if I did that? I mean, rightfully so, yes. But. Okay. All right. Okay, let's talk about some cheap free games. Man, our questions lately have just been, they go sideways real fast, but that's okay. Uh, first of all, like we talked about earlier, Stadia is offering a two a free two month trial for everyone, and that literally is everyone. My I accidentally resubscribed, so um, I was gifted a uh, pro account by one of our delightful listeners, and uh, I but you have to put a credit card into it, um, and I forgot to cancel it, so I was billed. F- That's how they yeah, get. I was yeah. billed for an extra month. My trial expired i'm gonna say like so i canceled it um and my trial ended i'm gonna say like april 6th and yesterday i went back in and said like hey can i have another two free months or like absolutely sure so doesn't matter if you've had a trial before doesn't matter anything you can get an extra two free months of pro right now and that gives you access to destiny it gives you access to like six free games so if you haven't tried stadia um, now's a good time to try it. And I've been really surprised at how well it runs. Like I have really good internet too. So maybe that's a, a function of that, but it's, it's not for everyone, but I think that it is absolutely a great idea for some people. Um, if you're, if you want to play a small selection of games and pay 10 bucks a month for it, it's not terrible. Um, if you don't have a PC, so Check that out. Um, you are selling this hard. Well, thing. I mean, it's really hard. For, it is. Okay. The thing about it is, is it's, it's hard to really hard sell on it. Um, I really thought it was going to be a service that I would be able to do that on. And it's absolutely not. It is not for everyone. If you already have a gaming PC, there's almost no reason to have it. If you already have a console, there's almost all almost no reason to have it. But if you don't have those things, um, if like let's say you have a console, but you don't have a PC and you want to play PC-specific games... It's good for that. Or if you have a really underpowered PC and don't have a console, um, it's really good for that. The problem being is, is like nobody who listens to this podcast is probably actually a candidate, a real good candidate for Stadia. So I don't know. I need to see if, if Adam's still playing it. If not, I need to go borrow his controller so I can try it out. Wipe it down first. I'll just have him leave it on his porch. It'll be fine. Uh, next up, the Humble 2K Game Together bundle, which... Like, I'm not going to talk about it too much. Um, it's got some XCOM in it. It's got the Borderlands games in it. It's got some... It's got W2K20, which, man, I might pay the $20 for that just to see the 
mess of a video game that is. Um, it's got the Bioshock collection. In it. It's got some cool stuff. But what you need to do is you need to go buy this game. You need to pay a dollar for it. So just go in to the the 2K Game Together Humble Bundle thing, pay a dollar, and get Spec Ops the line. Because that game is normally far more than a dollar and is probably one of the best, like war video games I've ever played. Absolutely spectacular game. It's 11 years old and it absolutely holds up. Very good. And for a dollar, you also get uh, Sid Meier's Pirates, which is kind of fun, and uh, The Darkness 2, which I don't know anything about, and Carnival Games VR. So, you know, for a buck, that's not bad. I'm definitely going to spend a... Actually, I'm not going to spend a dollar on that because I already have Spec Ops The Line. I don't care about Carnival Carnival Games VR, but everyone else that does not already have Spec Ops The Line should go do that. Uh, What else do we have? Epic Games Store releases for this week. Uh, Just Cause 4, which is a game, again, that I have kind of a hard time recommending, but I did play all 30-something hours of it. It's insanely repetitive, but kind of like we were saying earlier, like repetitive isn't always the worst thing in a quarantine. It's it was kind of like I could go in and know exactly what I was going to do. It, I I liked it um, quite a bit. Honestly, I played it on Game Pass, but I'm not sure it's still there. So uh, it's, yeah, it's free on the Epic Game Store next week. Um, and so is a game called Wheels of Aurelia. Aurelia, probably, embark on an immersive road trip through the gritty western coast of Italy during the roaring 70s, playing as Leela, a bold, spunky woman, experience the sights and sounds of a tumultuous time in Italy's history while uncovering events from Leela's past. So I kind of watched a little video of it. It looks just kind of like a interesting narrative game. So if that is your jam, um, I've experienced a road trip through the gritty western coast of Italy in current times, and it was kind of awful. So see how it was in the 70s. Maybe it was better. Uh, Game Pass games coming out for console. Uh, We got a big load of them, and I unfortunately did not write down what most of these are, so you're just going to have to use your imagination for the most part. Uh, Game Pass for console, you've got The Long Dark coming out today that you're listening. That's a cool survival game that takes place in a frozen wasteland of Canada. I've never played it, but I've watched a ton of people stream it. So it's on my wish list. I can take it Yay! off. It looks cool. Like it's absolutely not a game for me, but uh, it's a fun game. If you like survival games or if you um, like watching other people play survival games, that's a, a pretty good one. Uh, the next one coming out on April 21st is Gato Roboto, which is a two bit um, game with a cat. So all black and white looks okay. Like I, it's the cat's adorable. So, I mean, that's good, right? It's a Devolver digital game, so you kind of know what you're getting there. Uh, Let's see. Next up after that is Deliver Us to the Moon on April 23rd. I know nothing about that. Uh, Hyperdot, April 30th. Nothing about that. Or Levelhead, also April 30th. So, like I said, just go look those up. Uh, Coming to Xbox Game Pass for PC, you're also getting Gato Roboto, Deliver Us to the Moon, Gears Tactics on April 28th. That one looks real good, actually. Um, Although you have to give Firaxis like a little bit of something for them to bring out a game that directly competes with that four days earlier in a surprise drop. So good job there. Uh, Hyperdot, April 30th, Levelhead, April 30th, The Long Dark coming soon, but my guess is that'll actually be April 16th. And then Machinarium is coming soon. Uh, Machinarium's a incredibly difficult, like, point-and-click kind of adventure game, but absolutely gorgeously uh, made. So check that out. Um, it's a couple years old by now. Like, you can I, you can play that on your iPad, so whatever. Um, 
free on Sony this month is uh, they they've released a, a, a new what do I want to say? It's called the Sony Play at Home Initiative. So it's a combination of um, them giving away some games to give to people to get them to stay at home. And also they're uh, giving out $10 million to indie developers um, who have been affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. So cool $10 million to developers because there's a lot of people that are uh, making indie games right now that are probably having some some difficulties. But if you're a gamer, what you're getting on the PlayStation is uh, the Uncharted collection, which is uh, Uncharted 1, 2, and 3. And do you remember, have those been remastered? I can't, I can't remember. I believe so. It seems like yeah. I think the, so. Because the first three were all yeah. PlayStation 2 and 3 games. Yeah. All, yeah. Anyway, it, it it includes the Nathan Drake collection, um, which is supposed to be pretty good, and uh, Journey, which is one of my very, very, very favorite games um, of all time. So check out those two. You do not need PlayStation Plus to get these, so you can just go download both of those for free if you have a PlayStation and play Journey. Like I really, really like that game. Uh, finally, what do we got here uh, on UPlay? And this one you've got to grab like. When you when you hear this, like let's assume that you're listening the day this pod comes out, co- podcast comes out, or the next day. Those are your two days to go get Assassin's Creed Two for free on the UPlay Store. So only through the 17th. But watch the UPlay Store; they're giving out quite a bit of stuff. So we try and always put it in here, but don't always get it. So grab that one in the next two days. Cool. Do you guys have anything that you want to say before we knock off for the day? No. Okay. Stay home, stay safe. Uh, You can find us at BiteMePodcast.com for all of your podcast listening needs. Find all the places you can listen to us. Um, You can find us on social media at BiteMePodcast as well. That's on Facebook. That's on Twitter. That is on Instagram. All those kinds of places. You can find us on YouTube. I don't know why you'd want to exactly, but you can find us there. Um, I think that's all. Well, no, that's actually not all. I lied. You can find us on Discord, too. Go to bitemepodcast.com slash Discord and hang out with us and talk with us all day so we don't get lonely because we're all at home. Well, I mean, Dylan and I are Colby has to work like a sucker. Mm. (laughs) Uh, But the rest of us are there. And Colby, honestly, is there more than you'd think for a guy who's on a cell phone. So, you know, it's okay. Come chat with us on the Discord. Dylan. I like you, Dylan. That's what matters. That's a great shirt, Cole. I got it at Walmart for three dollars on clearance. Wow, nice. that is I would have bought three. <laughs> <laughs> would you have worn all three at the same time so you could take off one Macho Man Randy Savage shirt and you'd have another one underneath <laughs> and then you take that one off and there'd be yeah. another Macho Man Randy Savage shirt and then you take that one off and it would just say Macho Man Randy Savage on your he, chest? He would just get it he would cut the back like Hulk Hogan so he could just occasionally rip it off. Mm-hmm. So I need three bucks. Why not? Come on. I got this one. um, One that was like a Christmas one that has like, I don't know, a cat dresses Santa riding a unicorn in space. 
And mm. then another yeah. one that I can't remember what it is. Um, I, I should find it it's somewhere around here. And then uh, one that said was a bald eagle, and it says, "Sorry, I can't hear you. I can't hear you over the sound of my freedom." Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> they're all three bucks a piece. That sounds amazing, and I'm both jealous and not jealous yeah. all at the same time. <laughs> like, I should find. I don't know how to describe my emotions right now. Is what I'm I was to specifically say. the the shirt that I can't remember. I was specifically looking for because it was so amazing, and I went to like five WalMarts to find it, but I can't even remember what it is now. That's incredible. I love it. What are you drinking today, Cole? Uh, this is just peace tea. Oh. Well, that's not as interesting as it has been the last couple of days, but mm. maybe maybe your podcast quality will be better. Because I doubt it. You're on not. tea. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. It's a, it's a nice uh, quarantine neckbeard you got going, too, Cole. It's, it's very, very quality. <laughs> it seems to swoop. Is that it how does your swoop. hair grows? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like right, right here. I've got oh, yeah, a Yeah, you got a cool arrow. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't a problem until I arrow. Uh, grow it out real long. <laughs> because from about where Dylan's length is until it gets to about eight inches, it just splits in the middle. Oh, that's weird. And but once it gets it's long enough, weird. it'll just like fall in place. So could so did you ever like gel it into two separate cool beards? I could, you didn't have to gel it. It would literally nice. like just do that. You, I had to like almost like weirdly layer it so that it didn't do that. That's double beard. Yeah, I can't even grow one beard, and Colby can grow two beards. I know that's crazy. So unfair. But yeah, I, I have a cowlick, and one time, I was getting my hair cut, and the lady goes. Do you know what that cowlick means? And I'm like, oh, great. She's talking to me. This is why I don't get my hair cut. And I'm like, no. And she's like, just means that when you were sent down from heaven, Jesus kissed you on the top of the head. And I went, you tell yourself, that I, day I'm going to shave my head because I never want to, I never want to wanna go get my hair cut again. I did not consent to this. And then uh, I, I went like bald a, and I'm like, okay. Dylan's like a Jedi. He's got. Yeah, I got a cool little a braid, and it's got a bangle in it, and I always wish string matches my headband. I always wish that I knew someone who could braid hair because I really wanted to braid my beard. Dylan, I think the quarantine might be being hard on Dylan. There's a lot going on at. at I'm having a great time there right now. They're playing. All they're doing is playing D and D and braiding each other's hair. My life is absolutely no different. Right, like my Literally. biggest difference is that I like I don't go to Target as much, mm-hmm. and I don't see as many movies, and I don't eat well. I don't eat out at restaurants as much. Like I still eat out a lot. I eat but restaurant I don't eat. food at home. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Amy was like, you know, I was thinking with the stimulus check, you know what we should do? And you've told me this before, but like, let's take some of it and each week go out and just get food to kind of like help, you know, people out. And I'm like, yes, yes, we should do that so I don't have to continue cooking. <laughs> Every day, yeah. I, I, We got Mexican food um, last Thursday. And like the Mexican place by my house is pretty okay. It's it's. Better than average for Washington food, but it's not like it's not the greatest Mexican I've ever had. 
And I don't know if I've ever had Mexican food that tasted as good as the Mexican food we brought home in, like, weird. Like, they took plates and wrapped them in tinfoil and, like, stacked them together. (laughs) I don't know why. I I got a pizone from the pie, and it's just, like, three pounds of cheese just in, in bread. That's what it is. Yeah. They're like, do you want lots of sauce on this? I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Yeah. They're like, so you just want literally something that's probably the size of a dinner plate stuffed with cheese? I'm like, yeah. They're like, do you want us to add ricotta to that? She's, I'm like, it's more cheese, so go for it. Sure, go for it. The pie has got such great pizza. Mm, I don't know about their it. pizza, but their you know, calzones are just like, I don't know, three pounds of cheese. Their pizza is delicious, and their um, they have like garlic cheese bread that is also incredible. We get their stuffed cheese bread. Oh, it's like a large pizza that's just cheese. All right, we should we should start recording because otherwise we're just going to talk about food. I think we did that last time too. (laughs) I know. Last time we had a two hour podcast that a half hour of it was about not video games. So whatever. So I've got a question, real quick. Okay. So I was listening to another podcast, and they pointed out something kind of interesting that I hadn't thought about. Sure. Um, that the it is very oh, – I thought it was snowing. It's just stuff falling from Dylan's tree. I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> um, it is actually – you've gotten snow in the last couple of days, haven't you? It's supposed to get some tonight. Ugh. Um, so they were talking about how weird it is to have not seen the PS5. Yeah, it's that, super weird. But they have there. There was someone, and I don't know who it was. That was kind of like a rumor thing that the PS5 is having to be redesigned, and that's why you haven't seen it. Oh shit, that's no good. The apparently they think that the the kind of rumor is is that the design that they did is not good for dispersing heat, and that is why <laughs> the Xbox is, is the shaped shape like it is. it is. Is so it disperses heat. And they're wondering if the PS5 may have had some sorts Whoopsie of problems. Noodle. Because they're like, for for you to not have seen it this close to when it is, is really weird. The fact mm-hmm. that the first thing you saw is a controller is even yeah. weirder. The weird thing is, is they've been... <clears throat> I think a lot of people are under the impression... I think a lot of people haven't thought about that because they think that that weird U-shaped thing is actually going to be the PS5. It's the dev I mean, kit. It could be, but I'm pretty sure that's just the dev kit. So, yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> these days, often the dev kits and the not dev kits are very similar. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, an Xbox One X dev kit looks almost identical to an Xbox yeah. One X. It just has an extra like little screen on the front. Yeah. But besides that, so maybe, mm. but... I just wonder if you'd heard anything. Mm-mm. It would make sense to me though. They've they've been hinting around it, like, oh yeah, we're having some part get part problems getting some parts, and we've you know, yeah. I think it's I think it's really weird that we are well. The, they said presumably what them, six months out from launch, yeah. seven months out from launch. That this would give them the perfect like cover to go like, hey, oh, we have to, yeah, we have to yeah. push it back because I tell, I maintain that what we said an episode or two ago is that the Xbox One X, the, the Series X will come out this year, and PlayStation Five will miss until next year. Yeah. That is my prediction. What did you play this week? All oh, right, I forgot to even look at those. It's okay. Stupid. I can throw it in real fast. Um. <clears throat> I don't know. You guys go first, and I'll try to remember what I played. Tim just posted a... I'm curious. 
the German zoo, which is oh, struggling yeah. financially saw, due to lack of that. patrons, says the worst case scenario was to feed some animals to other animals. Yeah, uh, Katie Stoll posted about that. Jeez. All right. I mean, I guess that is the worst case scenario. <laughs> I'm Other sure than if worst you case eat is the like animals, there's an orphanage. I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's do this thing. I think I've just played Tales of Vesperia, or that... maybe you're just playing something like Tales of Vesperia. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm playing Turtle Sonata. <laughs> Tales of Vesperia. All right, I'm already recording, so that's convenient. Hey. <laughs>